So you sold 84,583 <laughs> jars of face cream and then several million video views. And through this entire process, you're building your brand in such a bigger way. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Welcome back to episode number 63 of Perpetual Traffic, and we have a special returning guest today, Mr. Ezra Firestone. Welcome to the show. He was with us on episode 17 talking about using Facebook ads for e-commerce and using all social media paid advertising. But today, we're super excited. Basically, he's going to talk about how he used mostly Facebook video ads and sold you know, something like 84583 bottles of face cream over the past 90 days or so using mostly video ads. So he's going to talk about numbers, video views, retargeting, lots of stuff. And I'm super excited because this is what we're really passionate about. So uh, Ezra, dude, thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super happy to be back. I actually have a story for you guys. You don't know. I was taking a flight from Hawaii back to New York, which is like 10 hours. And I noticed that I had all the digital marketer, you know, I had your podcast on my phone. And so I put it at one and a half speed and I got through like 15 or 16 podcasts. I was just hooked. Your podcast is so good. Molly, I mean, the whole podcast is amazing. So I'm happy to be back. I think you guys have a fantastic show. Thank you, Ezra. Yeah, I appreciate it. And special announcement. We just released an e-commerce masterclass and certification with Ezra. Yay, yay. Yeah, which is really exciting. So this is our first elective certification and it's all about e-commerce. It's eight hours. There are tons of handouts. I went through it. Ezra, you did a great job. I was super hyped. I recorded it all in like two days. I was just juiced. Yeah. Uh, It was really, really fun. It was super fun. And what's cool about that certification is uh, it's soup to nuts. You know, it's all the way from the ground level of structuring your platform. You can literally build a business with it. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Obviously, Digital Marketer is the prominent information publisher, and you guys share the best information about online marketing in the space, and so I'm just happy to be in business with you. Well, thank you. And you're the first guy that's non-DM to get in there, so that's awesome. I've been that relationship for years. (laughs) (laughs) It's real special. So yeah, if you guys are interested in checking it out, it'll be 50% off for a few weeks. You can take the class and get certified. If you're interested in that, you can learn more at digitalmarketer.com forward slash e-commerce. All right, cool. So let's get right into it. So Ezra, uh, you're going to talk about some high level strategies, but you're also going to talk about some specifics about what you guys did to, holy smokes, let's, let's talk about some numbers. Just give us some big overview here. Yeah, we're on pace to do $24 million this year with one brand. Now Ooh. we've got a couple other seven figure brands, but this brand in particular, we spend between ten dollars and $20,000 a day on advertising, specifically on Facebook. We do advertise on Pinterest, Google, and Instagram as well, but the bulk of our advertising spend is on Facebook. And what's interesting is we went from a couple million dollar a year business, which all my businesses were a couple million bucks to boom, scaling to eight figures when we understood one concept. Now I'm going to break down my sales funnel. I'm going to tell you exactly how I did it, all the ad campaigns, but there's a higher level frame that we took that allowed us to set up the funnel in this way. And what that frame is and the way that I look at advertising is that we now live in a world where a sales funnel or a prospect to customer journey spans multiple touch points. It used to be that people would be stationary. They'd sit at a desktop computer and then we got laptops. So people were carrying the digital medium around with them, but they still had to sit down to consume it. And then mobile phones came around, right? And now touch based 
base consumption of the internet has eclipsed traditional desktop and laptop consumption of the digital medium. And so people are carrying these devices around with them all day long. They're engaging with the digital medium via touch and at different times sporadically. They're not just spending like an hour or two hours sitting in front of the computer and then they're done. They're just like they're on it on the toilet or they're on it at the bank. People are on their devices much more throughout the day. And so what we started to understand was that a prospect to customer journey is going to have to span multiple touch points. Gone are the days where a single campaign is like, hey, they type something into Google and you show them your ad based on what they typed in and they either buy it or they don't and that's it. Now, the way that you have to set up a sales funnel, which is taking someone who does not know about you, engaging them in a conversation about your brand and getting them to do what you want them to do, which ultimately is to do business with you, is going to span multiple touch points. So initially, on my last presentation with you guys on this podcast, I talked about how we were amplifying content, right? We were running these link-based image ads that led to a blog post article, traditional digital marketer one-on-one stuff, right? Pixeling people based on where they are in the funnel, et cetera. And that's awesome. And the cool thing and the reason why content amplification works so well is because it mirrors the way that people are consuming the internet. They're consuming more, they're consuming across multiple touch points. So when you don't just say buy from me, you say consume this content and then you follow up with them based on what they did or didn't consume, you're able to do a better job. Now with video, what's cool is they can start a relationship with your brand inside of the social network. They never have to leave to consume five, six minutes of content about your brand. And then you can follow up with them later based on what they did. And so basically our new thesis and the way that we look at our business is we look at it across multiple touch points. We understand that a prospect to customer journey is going to take five days, a week, two weeks, three weeks. It doesn't so much matter. And what, what we do is we identify each point in our funnel. And based on that particular point in our funnel, video ad, blog article page, offer page, checkout page, right? We identify all these touch points that we need to get them through. And we have advertising that supplements taking them through that funnel. I love that, Ezra. And I love that, you know, you're talking about the customer journey. It's something that we recently talked about at launchgrid.com and really thinking about this, not even in a, a certain amount of time. Someone might go through all of the steps of the customer journey in an hour. Totally. It might take someone two months. And that's the beauty of social platforms like Facebook is you can automate all of this. It's amazing. Yeah. Depending on the last step, the last action that someone took, you can make sure to show the correct ad to them. It's like building a relationship in person. It's unbelievable. And what's interesting is that now all the data points on a user are feeding back into Facebook, right? So like your, your email CRM can feed back data into Facebook based on, you know, what people have done on your website. Eventually videos that are on your website, like YouTube videos or Wistia embedded videos that you have on your website, you'll be able to feed that data back into Facebook because both of them have an open API, right? So now we can get data based on if someone watched a video on Facebook and we can run an ad to them accordingly, but eventually we'll be able to get data based on, Hey, they watched XYZ amount of this video on our website. And we can put together a group of people who did that. Yeah. And and the longer you run these ads and the more people that see your videos or click your links or convert, Facebook's going to get smarter uh, so that they can really put your ads in front of the ideal customer. Yeah. What I love about the videos I think you're going to talk about too, is when you're using this kind of video, there's always going to be a small percentage of people, especially when you're using big audiences, that you can build that relationship and get them to take action all in that one video, right? It's like taking somebody to content, letting them consume and then retargeting them. But with video, 
there's going to be a small percentage of people that will actually take action because you did a good job of making the right type of video. And then there's going to be another 90, 95% of people that won't, but then you've got systems in place for that. Exactly. The last time we talked about amplifying a pre-sell engagement page, and then people would either click through or not click through to whatever our offer sequence was. In our case, we actually go from a pre-sell engagement page to an e-commerce category page where you then have to choose a product you want to look at, which would take you to a product offer page and then to the shopping cart and then to the checkout, etc. So now what we're doing is instead of just having an image ad that links to our pre-sell page, we run a video ad and our video ads are between, you know, four and six minutes long. Now, if someone watches under 50% of that video ad, right? So if they're in the 50% or under group and they never click off of Facebook, so they consume under 50% of our video, let's say 25% or 50%. We don't actually retarget people who consumed under 25% because they weren't interested enough, you know? But if you consumed between 25 and 50% or 50 up to 75%, we are retargeting you with more content. So we're not sending you an offer. So we're either retargeting you with a link to the pre-sale page or a different video ad. So we've got another piece of content that you will see if you consumed 25 or 50%. Now, if you consumed 75 or 95% of our video, which is like four and a half minutes long, then we're going to retarget you with a direct link to our offer. We're going to skip the pre-sale engagement page. Now, anyone who watches the video on Facebook and clicks the link from that ad will go to the pre-sale engagement page, whether they watched 25%, 50%, 75%, whatever. When we initially show the video ad, it's linking to a pre-sale engagement article, right? Okay, gotcha. So if you click through that video, no matter how much of it you consume, if you're actually taking action and clicking on the initial ad, you're going to go to the pre-sale page, right? However, if you consume 75 or 95% of the video and do not click through, we retarget you later with a link to the offer page. So we're skipping the pre-sale if you consumed over 75% of the video initially because Mm. we figure, hey, you know enough about our brand. Yeah, you're warmed up. You're totally warm. So basically, if you're running the video, four to six minutes, which I love, if somebody watches, say, like three seconds, 10 seconds, maybe uh, 30 seconds, then basically they're not getting retargeted a separate video. They might get served the same one again, right? Yeah, well, they if they end up in another one of our top level sort of interest-based awareness ads, right? Right. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So there's a certain number of people who are not even going to see a retargeting ad. They didn't even watch up to 25%. Right. In order to see one of my retargeting ads, you have to actually see 25% of that video or more. 25 to 50%, basically. Then they see another. Yeah. If they don't click through, they're not going to get retargeted in an offer, but they're going to get retargeted another content video or maybe a link ad to a pre-sale article. That's right. Okay, That's right. 75% or more back to the to an actual offer. That 75% or more who don't click through initially right. are going to see an actual offer, right? Mm. Now, let's just keep going a little bit okay. deeper and we can go back over it because I know it's kind of hard to imagine this without actually seeing it on paper. I'm actually looking at our funnel on paper and I can give you the image. We can put it in the podcast notes. But basically, if you do click through, no matter what amount you watched, if you click through that video, now we actually have a link to the pre-sale page above the video so that you don't have to watch the whole video and wait for it to you know, show that little, hey, learn more, right? Mm-hmm. So you can click the headline below the video or the link above the video yep. to get to the pre-sale page. So if you land on that pre-sale page and you don't do anything further, you just made it to the pre-sale page, again, we're retargeting you with more content with either a video or a link back to a different pre-sale page. So you haven't showed interest in our offer yet. You watched a certain amount of the video, you clicked over to an article, but you never actually showed interest in the offer. So in that case, we are retargeting you with content again. Now, if you click through from that pre-sale page to our store page, 
and you've now made it to the actual e-commerce category page. Now, most people would probably link from their pre-sale engagement page right to a long-form sales letter, right to some kind of an offer page if they weren't trying to uh, display a catalog of products like we are, right? Right, right. So if you made it from the pre-sale to the offer page and you actually made it to the offer page, but then you didn't go any further, at that point, again, just like the 75 and 95% video viewers who never left Facebook, we are retargeting you with more aggressive advertising to get you back to the offer page. So we're sending you right back to the store because you showed interest in the products. 75 to 95% viewers who never clicked on Facebook, we're assuming are interested enough to see products because they watched like six minutes of our video. People who made it to the offer page, we're also assuming are interested enough uh, because they made it all the way to the offer page. So we're amplifying content to the warm list and we're amplifying offers to the hot list and people who weren't warm enough to even make it 25%, we're not even retargeting. Okay, so I want to bring up something important because I think that we glossed over it, but there's a lot of people in our audience that have one core product. They sell physical products, they sell supplements, but they have one core offer and then they have maybe upsells after that. Uh, And then you have some people that have more of a catalog style like you're talking about specifically. So some of our clients, we might run a a video ad, a longer form video ad and link directly to the, the sales page because it's the main core and there's a lot of story around it. Totally. Most video ads that I see, and I've started a catalog because what you can do on Facebook is you can click save this video or save this link. And I've got a team of 40 people. And so basically what I have my whole team doing, you guys might want to do this, is anytime they see an ad on Facebook, they click save this link, right? And they, they're getting all their video ads that are shown to them, all the image ads that are shown to them. And then they put it in a spreadsheet for me so I can kind of look at all the different funnels that are being shown to people. And 99%, literally, almost every single funnel that I see that starts with a video ad links directly to a product offer page, long form sales page, product detail page. Like most people out there are going video ad to offer page. They're not doing all this craziness where they're going video ad to pre-sale engagement to e-commerce store to product offer page, you know? So you're right. That's, that's a much simpler way to do it. But you've been able to scale up from like a thousand a day to 10 to 20,000 a day, right? Yeah. And I think that is because I have these extra steps and I know better where people are on that customer journey so I can communicate with them where they actually are. Whereas if I only have a video ad and an offer page, I only have two sort of points of contact to reference. And you're not asking for marriage on the first date. You can scrape the bottom of the barrel and and make some sales initially in the first few weeks of people that are just hyper buyers and and hyper responders. But if you really want to scale a campaign, you know, adding in those extra steps will help move someone, you know, down that decision path. Absolutely. And I'd like to point out a couple more things, which is if you make it to our store page and click through to a product, at that point, you're getting dynamic product ad retargeting, which is a whole different type of retargeting that I want to talk about in just a second. But before I do, I want to point out one other thing. At every stage of this funnel, like on the pre-sale engagement page, we have an exit intent pop-up that attempts to get their email address. And the people who enter their email address, we follow up with via email to try to get them to continue on their customer journey. So we have one exit intent pop-up on the pre-sale engagement page. If you make it to the store page, the product offer page, or the shopping cart page, we have an exit intent that's a little more aggressive, right? So on the pre-sale exit intent, where we're trying to get email address on the pre-sale page is content. On the store page or product offer page or shopping cart, we're incentivizing with a discount. We're saying, wait, don't go get 10% off. So we have email sequences that are happening that are also supplementing and helping people along this customer journey, not just the ad side, but we have conversion assets in place in the actual funnel that do the same thing. 
I love that, Ezra. A lot of people ask, you know, well, if you're running a retargeting ad, I can't send an email that says the same thing. Oh, yeah, you can. And you absolutely can because, you know, think about how crowded your newsfeed is and how crowded your email inbox is. It's not very likely that they're going to see both messages. And even if they do, it just adds more congruency and is a, a further reminder to take the next action. The online attention span is like two minutes. People are not thinking about you at all. You have to realize that we that we get so many emails, so many Facebook ads, people don't notice stuff because we're so immersed in our own business, right? So we are always worried about that, but it's just so much different. Frank Kern talks about this a lot. You know, people are too busy looking at porn. You know, they don't notice your emails. <laughs> <laughs> they don't notice what you're sending. And, and frankly, the way like that a business has the opportunity to create communities of people to communicate with. Because your business is essentially a group of people who you're communicating with. Right now, there's really only two ways, right? There's an email list, and then there's people who you can advertise to who are on retargeting lists, right? So you can put messages in front of them because they're on customer lists, i.e. they're pixeled, right? Or you can put a message in front of them because you can email them. So you can put an ad in front of them or you can email them. What's coming next is being able to build groups of Facebook Messenger contacts. The same way that your CRM works where you're emailing people, you can mass broadcast to people within Facebook Messenger. And that technology already exists. We've got probably four or 5,000 people on a Facebook Messenger list who we broadcast messages to, uh, but that's coming. And that'll be the third sort of pocket of people that you can communicate with. Your email list, people who are on your retargeting list that you're putting ads in front of based on what particular way you have them pixeled, and then your Facebook Messenger uh, list. That is awesome. I mean, I think I, if I count all the steps here, it's like seven or eight steps if you can even include the DPAs at the end. Well, let's let's talk about each step, right? So we'll talk about each step of the funnel, and then let's break down each ad that's running for that step of the funnel, okay? Yeah, cool. And then we'll get into the dynamic product ads if, if we have enough time. So my funnel's a little complicated here. So the way I break my advertising down is awareness, retargeting, and loyalty. Awareness is people who don't know about me. Retargeting is people who know about me in some form or fashion. and I'm communicating with them based on how they know about me, i.e. where they made it in my funnel. And then loyalty is how I'm advertising to past customers. So those three sort of phases of the customer journey get ad campaigns and ad sets. So we're starting with an awareness campaign, which is our top of funnel. And that's a video advertisement. Okay, that's step one. And then that's running... Uh, an awareness advertising campaign. Now, based on how much of that video that you consume, you're going to see a retargeting ad if you don't get any further than that first step on the funnel, which is just that video ad. If you stay on Facebook and just consume a video, then you are going to see a retargeting ad because I'm putting you on a list based on how much you consumed at that stage of the funnel, which is the first stage. The second stage of the funnel is the pre-sell engagement page. So it goes from a video ad to a pre-sell engagement page. Now, if someone makes it to that particular stage of the funnel and then they bail, they're going to see retargeting for content. So they'll get content retargeting in the form of video or in the form of a link ad. And it can literally lead right back to that initial pre-sell engagement page. Initially, for the first like nine months, we just had one pre-sell engagement page and anyone who made it there, we reminded them of that article. It's better if you've got a different piece of content to advertise to them that also soft sells whatever your product is. But you can start with just one asset of, of a pre-sell page. So step one, video ad. Based on how much you consume of that video ad, you're either going to see content retargeting or product offer retargeting. Step two, pre-sell page. If you don't make it any further, you're going to see retargeting for more content. Step three, you click over to our offer page, or in our case, our offer sequence, which is a store page and then a product offer page. So if you make it to our store page, which is the third step in the funnel, and then you bail, you're going to see retargeting in the form of 
an image that leads you right back to the store page. We're using link retargeting here. We're not using a video in this case. We're just putting a big picture of the products, linking right back to the store. That works really, really well. The fourth step in our funnel, so we went video, pre-sale engagement page, store page, is someone actually makes it to a product offer page. And, you know, we do more traditional sort of long-form sales page style e-commerce product offer pages where we have a sales video, actually multiple videos. We have customer testimonials and stuff, and then we've got long-form left-right content. We usually have some kind of cross-sells on the page where they can upgrade or choose a bigger size. So we've got more of a traditional information marketing long-form sales page as our e-commerce product offer pages. Now, if you make it to a product offer page, what's going to happen is you're not going to see a link ad, a video ad. You're going to see what's called a dynamic product ad. And the way these things work is uh, if you're using Shopify, there's an application called Feedly. And what Feedly does is it creates a catalog, sort of a spreadsheet or a feed the same way that you would if you were uploading a feed to, let's say, Google Shopping, it uploads that feed or product catalog to Facebook. You can then manage that catalog inside of Facebook and create something that's called a product set, which is simply a group of products. And then that product set, you can decide how people are going to see and when they're going to see that ad. So for example, the way that we have it set up is if you visit a product or you add a product to the cart, And you've done that in the last 10 days, you're going to see a dynamic product ad. And the ad unit is kind of interesting. It's like a carousel ad unit, but it dynamically inserts the products that they viewed into that carousel ad unit. Now, if they only viewed one product, it's going to look like a traditional link image ad. It's only going to insert the one product in there. But if they viewed multiple products, it'll create a carousel ad for you. And what's cool about this is that we're only doing a 10-day window here. The shorter that your retargeting window is, the more profitable your retargeting is. So if you're on a budget, I would recommend having all your retargeting windows be seven to 10 days. If you're doing more aggressive targeting like we're doing, you probably are going to end up with a traditional standard 30 or 45 day retargeting window at every stage of retargeting, by the way, at the pre-sale retargeting, the store page retargeting, and now the dynamic product ad retargeting. If you want those to perform better and you're on a budget, target people who saw your stuff more recently. Right now, what I want to do is I want to back up for a second. So I have two questions. So one, so a lot of times what we find for people to have success with Facebook ads is a lot of it is about momentum, right? And little victories. So I want to ask you, first of all, would you mind going a little deeper on your pre-sale page? What's that about? Yes. And then if you had to say start, like let's say that your, you know, some your cousin came to you and said, I got this physical product and I'm getting ready to run Facebook ads and I can only spend, uh, let's say $50 a day. And we only have the bandwidth to create three different ads over the next like two, three weeks. I want you to give me a basic funnel. What would you do if you could only make three ads? And then first, though, if you can go in a little bit more with the pre-sale page, because people might be wondering a little bit about that, like what that content's about. So let me tell you about a funnel that we're using that we're only actually running three different ads to that we are only spending. We're spending $400 a day, but we started at 50. So the way that I would do it, the three advertising assets that I would create would be number one, a video ad that sort of introduced the brand, told the story behind the product, demonstrated the product and had a customer testimonial in it. And basically when I say introduce the brand, I mean introduce the problem that people are having that your yes. product solves. The problem. I just bought this product where it's like a bib that that suction cups to your mirror so that you can shave and not get hair all over the sink and not piss off your wife, you know? Nice. I always shave, right? I got a beard and I shave and then I spend like 30 minutes cleaning up the sink because I know that Carrie really doesn't like it when there's hair on the sink. It's much more pleasurable for her to use the sink when it's not full of my hair, which I totally dig, you know? So it's a problem that I was having. 
And I saw this ad and this ad was perfect. What it did was like, do you have this problem? And then it showed like all the hair all over the sink. Well, check out this product. And then it showed the ownership benefit of the product, the product in use. And then it went into a customer testimonial and then it led to a long form sales page about that product. It was a genius funnel. So I would create a top of funnel video ad that did those three things, kind of introduced the problem, showed the solution, had a customer testimonial, call to action, all that. Then I would create a retargeting image ad, okay, an image ad that led directly to the product offer page that would be to retarget people who watched 50% or more of the video but didn't click through. So I'd have the video ad, it would lead to a long-form sales page, and then I would retarget people who watched 50% or more of the video with an image ad that also led back to the long-form sales page. And anyone who clicked through the video, I would also retarget right back to the long-form sales page. And just to give you a practical example of this right now, I'm running an ad and I'm running a link ad. I'm not even using the video. I'm just running a direct link ad. It links directly to a long-form sales page for one of my brands. The brand is Be Friendly Skincare. It's a seven-figure organic skincare brand. And basically, anyone who clicks the ad gets retargeted with a sort of a discount and anyone who spent 25%, the top 25% of people on site, you can do this thing now where you can create an audience of people who spent the most time on your website. So we're retargeting people who spent the most time with a more aggressive discount and that's it. We're just leading them right back to the offer page. So it goes image ad offer page, and then we retarget them. Love it. Love it. I think that's the easiest funnel to set up for someone who's starting with advertising is some kind of video or some kind of image, but I would recommend a video that leads directly to an offer page. You got to be able to tell a story. If you can lead in, build that relationship with a video, add one simple form of retargeting, like you said, just to to get people back because people are busy. You don't want to do all this stuff at once and you don't have to. You're going to start seeing your results double, triple as soon as you start to add one of these at a time. And here's a sneaky trick. A sneaky trick is to run your initial ad set, your video ad or your image ad on a mobile phone. So only run it on iPhones, right? Don't run desktop. Don't run right side rail on desktop. Don't run anything. And then all your retargeting run on iPad and desktop. So what you're doing in that case is you're forcing the user path to be starting on mobile and then ending when they're most likely to make a purchase on a desktop or an iPad. And the reason that's a good idea is because Facebook came out with a statistic recently that 33% of people who start on a mobile phone convert on a desktop. So of people who convert, opt-in, purchase, whatever, they 33% of them are starting on mobile and finishing on desktop. So people are moving to bigger devices to make purchases. And 67% of people, so two-thirds of people, are starting on one device and finishing on another. So if you run your top level, your video ad that leads to your offer page or your image ad that leads to your offer page on mobile, and then you run your retargeting that's leading people who engaged in some way, they watched 50% or more of the video or they made it to the offer page but didn't buy, on desktop and iPad, you're giving yourself the best chance of converting and you're filtering out traffic that's less likely to convert. Money. Love it. Totally makes sense. So your windows for all these retargeting are seven to 10 days or do you ever do like a, you know, one to two? Well, theirs are, might be a little longer, right? For their more complex funnels. For somebody that's... For somebody starting out. Simple, yeah. Yeah, right? somebody starting okay. out, yeah. seven to 10 days, dude. It's going to be way easier yeah. to make that work. Now, what we're doing, we're in an interesting spot where basically every woman over 40 has seen our ads who's on Facebook. I literally have an ad set right now. I spend three grand a day on this one ad set. Women over 40 in America. No targeting. It's like X, Y, 20, 10, 15 million people, whatever it is. Yep. Um, so I'm doing a little bit different in that sense that we have this campaign that has gotten so big and so broad and everyone's seen our ads that we're 
being a little more aggressive in our retargeting. We're being more aggressive in our top line because we scaled it so crazy. Now, this other campaign that I'm talking about where we're spending 400 bucks a day, in that case, we're doing 10-day retargeting windows. Right. Because it's a smaller campaign, we don't have as much of a budget for that business. We want to, you know, we want to make it work and then uh, sort of, you know, gradually increase and, and work our way outward. That's great, Ezra. Love it. So to, to answer your question about the pre-sell page, the way that we do those is we make sure that the content on the pre-sell page relates to the problem that our product solves, number one. So like five makeup tips for women over 40. We happen to have a makeup line that is geared towards women over 40. And then what happens is it alludes to a solution, which is our product. So it starts talking about like the solution to that problem that they're facing that the initial content introduced though it's not they didn't introduce the problem they already had this problem but the way that it works is it then links over to the offer page and so what happens is instead of us saying hey buy our stuff what we're saying is hey consume this content and then they're like oh this is an interesting thing and they click over to the offer so they're chasing the offer rather than us chasing them with the offer they're like consuming content and then clicking through so another example would be like five tips to have better skin or whatever you know and then it like links over to and also Here's this cool thing that it's a cool supplement that helps you with your digestive health. Check it out. Or another way. Hey, I'm Bob and I had diabetes and man, I, I didn't realize that I was eating high fructose corn syrup and all this bad stuff. And, uh, and then I found that drinking more water and taking this stuff really helped me out. And then it links, you know, someone's like sort of a case study type of pre-sell. Now I sell software and I sell information. And you know how I sell that stuff? I sell it the same way using a video and then a pre-sell article. But when I'm selling software or I'm selling information, the pre-sell article is just a case study about how the software or information helped the business. It's like, hey, check this out. How I grew my Amazon business to $100,000 a month. It lays out a strategy and then it says, hey, if you want more of this, check out this webinar. And then it leads to a webinar, which then makes an offer. So uh, the same principles apply. You can leverage content that is related to a problem that someone's having that alludes to a solution that you have in any market. So, but on the video then, so if you're leading to the pre-sale page with the video, so is the hook with the video similar to the article? In our case, it's not at all. In our okay. case, it's just like, hey, we have this cool brand. It's a little different because we talk about this stuff. Here's who we are. These are our products. These are how they work. And then it links to an article that's five makeup tips for women over 40. So this, this video is sort of introducing them to this sort of radical brand of cosmetics and skincare that's geared towards their demographic. And then we just link over to a piece of content that's also interesting from the brand that then leads to the, the offer page. And what was interesting was we thought that linking from the video directly to the offer page would outperform going to the pre-sale article. But for some reason, the pre-sale is just so good that it, it just outperforms. Yeah. And I could see why. If your video was leading with the content like the pre-sale page, so if the video was about five ways to do whatever leading with that, then I think it would be easier to transition from the video to the, to the offer. Yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast and all of this has just seemed like super crazy in the show notes, we'll include an image that you can look at while you're listening and it will make so much more sense. Digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast episode 63. Yeah, baby. Should we talk about the numbers real quick? Let's talk numbers. Yeah, yeah, let's talk <laughs> some numbers. So Facebook is telling me that I had 30,345,296 video views, right? And that I spent like 700 grand to get those. But the problem is 
that Facebook counts a video view as three seconds. So I don't really consider that a video view. I would consider a video view someone who's, who completed maybe 25% of my video. So they, they made it through uh, a minute or two, right? So I had 3 million of those. It cost me 700 grand for 3 million video views. Now, if I do the math. So on average, seeing about a minute, minute and a half, maybe two minutes, if they're four to six, they're clicking on that video and watching it. Maybe not turning the sound up. Very different than somebody who just sort of passes it in the newsfeed and hovers over it. Dude, 23 cents. 23 cents to get two minutes of FaceTime with a prospect about your brand. It's incredible. Compare that to a link click to like an art. I mean, there's no comparison. It's going to be like three times as much. It's crazy. And basically, that's why a video is the perfect top of funnel conversion asset, because you can get so much FaceTime with people for really, really affordable prices. Absolutely. We actually did a case study. We did a research for B2C and a B2B client for us. And we looked at the average cost per click to a blog post and compared it to a uh, three second video view, 10 second, 25% all the way up to 95%. It's crazy. And the B2C, it was seven cents per click. To, a, to an ungated blog post, but it was, you know, three cents for a 10 second video view, three cents for a 25% video view, um, four cents for 50%. So you're talking about half the cost, in my opinion, a much higher quality because they're watching your video. B2B, it was even, it was even a bigger difference. It was 88 cents per click to website and 15 cents per uh, 25% video view. It's, it's incredible. If you take one thing away from this podcast as a beginner advertiser, if you're like just starting out, no matter what sales funnel you have in place, pre-sale page, long form sales page, whatever you've got going, create a video ad that is done fairly well, that you then retarget people based on how much of it they consumed, you know, 50%, 75%, 95%. Like that one strategy alone will be very helpful. Love it. Love it. We talked about that more. We've talked about video ads on several episodes on this podcast. Uh, Chris Stoikos back on episode 56 talked about how they generated over, you know, 127 million video views in the last 14 months. And all this stuff works. It blows up your business. Great stuff. So crazy numbers. So you sold 84,583 <laughs> jars of face cream and then several million video views. And through this entire process, you're building your brand in such a bigger way, right? With the people that don't buy. Building customers, people who like us, people who've seen content, you know, people who may engage with us in a couple of months. Because when we run sale campaigns, we also run to the retargeting list or people who ended up on our email list on one of those excellent 10 offers but didn't buy, who then buy when we have a sale. So... It just builds over time. Love it, love it, love it. All right, so get to the show notes, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Watch that. Look through those visuals while you're listening to this. This is an episode that I recommend listening to multiple times. This is high-level stuff, but this is game-changing. This will literally change your life if you implement just the basic three ad campaign we talked about here. So don't be afraid to, to listen to this stuff multiple times. We know it works. We've seen it work in tons and tons of different industries. So Ezra, dude, thanks a lot for, for coming on. It's been awesome. Molly, what's the URL they can find out more about the certification? Digitalmarketer.com forward slash e-commerce. Sweet, sweet. All right, Ezra. Ralph, Molly, Keith, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Ezra. This was great. Thanks for bringing it, man. Awesome stuff. Sweet, sweet. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.